thought we'd start out a little bit different today. I'm going to start with some audience participation, so I hope you're ready. We're going to have a quiz, and the quiz is, how well do you know your fruit? Some of them are going to be easy. They're going to get progressively harder as we go, so I hope you're ready. First one should be easy. It's an orange. Second one, also easy. Banana. Going to get a little bit tougher now. Let's see how you guys are doing. Papaya, good. All right, progressively harder. I'm not hearing anything on that one. That is a durian. Now, the next one might be my favorite, because it's also the biggest. The largest fruit that there is. Jackfruit, yes, a jackfruit. And what makes jackfruit so interesting is that it's weird, because you, a jackfruit can actually mimic barbecue. I've actually had jackfruit, and it's a, it is a fruit, but it tastes just like barbecue. And, and having grown up eating barbecue, I must be honest, kind of miss that taste. Barbecue is a good thing. It tastes good, but it's hard to get vegetarian barbecue. But jackfruit makes good vegetarian barbecue. So these fruits are a result of careful work of planting and growing and pruning and ultimately harvesting. Just as this is the desired outcome for any fruit tree or any plant, it should also be the desired goal of every believer. This is the final week of the Rooted Sermon series. And today, we're going to talk about the harvest. You see, the, the harvest is what comes after the planting after the cultivating, after the pruning, and after everything else necessary to see the literal fruits of your labor. Now, everyone wants the delicious fruit at the time of the harvest. But oh, so few people are willing to do all that's necessary along the way. Galatians 5, 5, 22 and 23. We looked at this last week. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. A follower of Jesus is given the Spirit of God to dwell within them. And the Spirit has many jobs. And one of them is to produce a harvest of fruits in each and every believer. But those fruits must be exercised. They must be honed in order to become our nature. See, when we walk in the power of the Spirit, our lives will produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
These qualities are evident to those around us and maybe even might prompt some of them to ask the question, what's different about you? See, the key here is to be walking with and in the Spirit. Now, human nature also produces gifts. You can call it that. Human nature and the Spirit, they're in conflict with each other, and the fruits of human nature are sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, and factions. The fruits of the Spirit we've already talked about. To live in the Spirit takes courage, and it takes wisdom, and it takes discernment, and it takes intentionality. It takes energy and pruning to ensure that healthy growth occurs when you're aligned with the Spirit. As I shared about the fruits of human nature versus the fruits of the Spirit, I imagine several of those may have stuck out to you. Whether they were positive or negative, some of those, as I mentioned it, they kind of caught your attention. And I encourage you to take note of which ones those were that caught your attention and to ask God to prune or to grow the fruit that he wants in your life. Another key passage from the book of Galatians that pertains to the harvest is found in Galatians 6, verses 8 through 9, where it says this, Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. To say it plainly, if a farmer or a gardener plants an apple tree, they will get apples. If they plant a strawberry plant, they're going to get strawberries. If we sow evil and sin into our lives and into the lives around us, we will reap the same in return. If we want to receive the things of God within our lives, then we must sow to please the Spirit. We should willingly and readily sow love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control into all aspects of our lives. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not going to be easy. It will be hard. But we cannot get tired or grow weary of doing good because it has an impact 
on the world around us. See, weariness sets in when we try to do things in our own power. I told you last week I'm a bit of a podcast junkie, and I was listening to one on the, work, on the way to work yesterday, and I heard something that I'd never really thought about before. It talked about if you are a human being and you're only using 10% of your capacity, only 10% of your capacity, we would call you an invalid. What about a church? We have 10% of our capacity working on furthering the mission of the church. Are we an invalided church? Most churches struggle to get more than 20% to do the work. That's probably not that healthy either. So it made me think, what can we do? What do we have to do to get all of us involved? Now, no person has 100% capacity going on. There's always parts of your body that aren't all the way there. But we've got to do as much as we can. Think back for a minute to last week when we talked about remaining attached to the vine. And Jesus says in 5, John 15, 5, he says, If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you want to reap healthy fruit in your life, then you have to sow healthy fruit in your life. And the best way to do that is to stay connected to Jesus and to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, it isn't hard to tell the difference between fresh fruit and rotten fruit. You've ever had a bushel of apples and there's a rotten one in there. It's not hard to figure out which one is rotten. In fact, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says this. He says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit see the point is that people all around you will recognize and will respond to the fruits in your life Fresh fruit is delicious and inviting, while rotten fruit stinks, and no one wants any of that. Rotten fruit, again, is not hard to recognize. And the same is true about the fruit in a believer's life. It's imperative that a believer remain connected to the vine and exerts the necessary effort to remain healthy. Salvation 
is a process that begins with the profession of faith. But salvation doesn't end when you make that decision. Salvation doesn't end until we end, until we die. The good news, though, is that the work that's to be done in us is not accomplished by our own power. The power we are given by God is the fuel that we need to act and to live out the good purposes of God. Now, God wants to plant his seed, and he plants that seed by his power. Our part is accepting it. God grows it by his power and our cooperation. And in time, God will harvest by his power and by our partnership. The, the key there is to notice it's always God's power that's doing the heavy lifting. We have our part, but we have to just let his power take control. Philippians chapter 2 says this. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. See, the opportunities for good and evil are all around us. In the book of Matthew, Matthew describes a the dilemma this way. He says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching them in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, this is what Jesus said, he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Each and every one of us are those workers. If we're at 10% capacity, there's not enough to harvest. People won't be saved unless we all get involved. And I'll say it again what I said at the beginning everyone wants the delicious fruit from the time of the harvest but oh so few are willing to do all the hard work necessary along the way so we have to do our part and trust that God is going to do his and along the way we have unwavering trust 
that it's all going to be possible through Christ and through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now, throughout this series, we've talked about some weighty realities of following Jesus. Where have you seen yourself described? Have you just recently been planted? Are you currently in a season of growth and health? Are you in a season of pruning? Are you experiencing the richness of the harvest? All of these seasons have their place in the life of the believer. This is a process with a very real and an eternal destination. So as we wrap our time up on this series, I want to invite you into a time of response and reflection. Are there areas in your life that you need to seek forgiveness and help for? Are you ready to profess your faith and to make a lifelong commitment to Jesus? Are you ready to step into the fields of harvest and to commit to a deeper level of training and discipleship? Wherever you find yourself today, please know that God sees you. He knows the journey that you've taken, and He knows the trials that you have faced along the way. By His grace, by his empowerment, you can have a life full of abundant fruit. Heavenly Father, work in and through me. Help me to make a difference in this world. God, I believe that you have placed seeds deep inside of me and deep inside of each of us that you want to grow into a beautiful harvest. Help me. Help me to submit to your work in my life. May you use me to further your kingdom here on earth. And as we are about to sing, God, we live for you. Jesus.